Just like that, the second hour is here. Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow across the Outkick Network. Sixth and Peabody, our location. As you view the show on YouTube, listen to this great radio partner. You can find us here every day. Sixth and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Chad, fast-paced hour number one. Coming up uh, in the third hour of the program, Charlie Arnott will join us. Uh, big thanks to Bobby Carpenter if you missed that chat. Uh, it's available on demand at outkick.com or at our YouTube uh, page. Just search out Outkick. So we've hit a variety of headlines. The one that uh, comes to mind for me over the weekend is Bob Huggins and this uh, threatening lawsuit at West Virginia if they don't reinstate his status at, as, as head coach for the basketball program. And this is a little over a month after he resigned following the DUI charge where he was nearly three times the legal limit. Uh, according to the police report that is out there publicly and has been certainly stated and mentioned several times, the officer tried, according to the report, upwards of 10 times to figure out how he, Huggins, got where he was in Pittsburgh. Tried 10 different times and asked 10 different ways, I believe it was phrased. Do you know where you are and how did you get here? And the dude thought he was in Columbus. Turns out he's in Pittsburgh. Three times the legal limit. He's got empty beer cans that apparently they collect recycling. But, you know, uh, guy was drunk, according to police. And this stems after the Cincinnati radio deal where he used uh, homophobic gay slurs live on the air on that morning show a couple of months ago. West Virginia didn't do very much at all. They reduced his salary by a million dollars. They made his contract to where it was year to year, uh, according to the university, on, on their decision. But this was the final straw. Because at what point do you just say, like, hey, we can't just do nothing and continue to expect a different result on the behavior pattern of the guy who represents all of us? I mean, Huggins is a Hall of Famer. Uh, we certainly know the, the win-loss total there, he, what he means for the university itself, what he's done across college basketball. And now all of a sudden he's pointing back to say, Chad, that it was his wife that sent the resignation text and that it, this was uh, pushed via the university because it was either a – they offered a 60-day stay, I believe, in rehab. And instead it was like, no, you're going to resign or we're going to fire you. Um. This is a reaction that I think many of us in reflection would expect from the job that you're working or the state employer that you're working for, right? I don't find that unusual at all with how the path has been told and how, how we've witnessed this over the last several months with Huggins. And now he's saying that he didn't actually resign and he demands to be reinstated or a lawsuit's coming. I, I mean... If I'm West Virginia, I say bring it on. And they've doubled down on that, saying they, they still respect the decision that they made. And they hope he gets you know healthy. This legal team from Bob Huggins is top-notch. One of the best you're going to find if, in fact, after the first incident on the radio station with what he said, and they lowered and reduced the contract at that point. Right. First off, if there wasn't some sort of morality clause in the first contract that was already in there, and especially if there wasn't one placed in there after that, 
And after what he said on the radio station in Cincinnati, uh, those guys deserve a raise. And if they're that good, maybe they can successfully sue West Virginia, the university, and get some money for their client and Bob Huggins by claiming that his wife was the one who resigned via text message and he didn't even do it, even though Bob Huggins is quoted in the statement of resignation saying he needs to take some, some time to get right and go get help and not focus on basketball. This is a wild story. Well, the statement this is crazy. The and statement alone the craziest, from him admits that he's resigning. Yes, the, that's what I'm saying. He's in, he's quoted in the statement, but he's saying it's his wife that technically resigned for him or said well, he was resigning, and not him. So you you mentioned earlier fire about, him. My, my thing is I don't understand how he wasn't fired to begin with. They allowed him to resign, and now that's not even good enough. Well, that shows you the, the power allowed he has. resignation has they, now become a. You know, no, I, I didn't resign. I demand to coach this team. This is this is the work of a lunatic that we're seeing right now, that he's trying to sue the university for this. I don't know why they can't just fire him for cause. Yeah, they're, they're, he's seeking a correction of a clear breach of his employment agreement with West Virginia University. Um, again, bizarre, based on he starts today. This was back in June. Today, I submitted a letter to President Gordon Gee, and Vice President and Director of Athletics, Bryn Baker, informing them of my resignation and intention to retire as men, men's basketball coach at West Virginia University, effective immediately. Um, I mean, it took you a month to figure out that you didn't actually retire based on that statement? But then he wife? said, I didn't actually put the, uh, the letter in. I didn't send the letter. It was my wife that was doing all the official paperwork. And oh, by the way, those lawyers, Mr. Giamatta or whatever his name is, Rocky, my lawyers who have been working with you on the terms of my resignation, that's not real either because they're now going to sue you because you've right. hired someone else and I never officially resigned. So those same lawyers you're negotiating with are actually preparing to sue you. Good luck, West Virginia University. This is insane. Pure insanity. And the fact that West Virginia has not come back and just said, then you're fired, shows me they have one of the worst contract writers in the history of college athletics because there has to be multiple clauses that could fire into effect when you use homophobic slurs on the radio and then when you go out and get hammered and drive across state and not know what state you're in. Well, uh, but, but remember, Hudno, he likes to recycle. That right. was what the daughter says. That the, but, all the empty beer cans, he was just taking that for recycling. Didn't he meet with the team and tell them he was resigning? I also remember that because the players reportedly were in an uproar. The about man this. got sober. They and decided were begging him to none stay. None of this was real. They That's were begging what's, what's him to happened. stay, and now, yeah, yeah, you're right. I think he um, went off to a facility for a little bit. He got clear headed, and he said, "Yeah, I want to keep coaching basketball. I never even turned in my resignation, I mean, so now I'm going to sue them." Well, but West Virginia has doubled back, though. Their, their response is firm, notwithstanding any response and in no uncertain terms, the university will not accept Mr. Huggins. Uh, uh, revocation of his resignation, nor will he reinst nor will it reinstate him as head coach of the men's basketball program. So he's not coming back. But this uh, this ask this wasn't a request, as it's being phrased. This is a demand. Reinstate me or get sued. And it's they're like, no, bring it on, because you resigned. You spoke to the team and you told them you were resigning. So it's more than a text message. And they said it was an email, not a text message. Well, if that just produce the email. But I guess you don't have to because we already have read the statement and we know that he met with the team and told them that he was retiring, resigning. Bizarre. I, I wonder if even his lawyers are ready to fire him at this point. Why would you want that guy back after that? 
Well, they don't. I know, but I'm saying like the the request to be reinstated as men's basketball coach. It's like uh, after threatening a lawsuit if we don't. No, peace. See ya. It's like when Dennis Hopper was drunk and stormed into the gym in Hoosiers, <laughs> and he was yelling at the ref. This is kind of like Bob Huggins coming into that arena and demanding his job back at some point. Jay Monahan is saying he's getting back uh, to his job as the PGA Tour Commissioner, effective next Monday. That's the week of the Open. And, you know, he's, he's back on board. Meanwhile, you have uh, Randall Stevenson, who was on the PGA Tour Board of Directors. He's stepping aside. He's stepping down. Doesn't want that gig anymore based on he has reservations on this agreement between the PGA Tour and the, the, the Live Tour. Of course, Jimmy Dunn is a member of the PGA Tour Board of Directors. He has been staunchly against the Live Tour and the forming of this new golf entity that was last year and it pointed to 9-11 and other things. He has a, a, he had a business, 101st floor, I believe, 104th floor of the South Tower and lost 60, upwards of 60 friends and, and co-workers that day. And he's the one that set up the talks between Liv and the PGA Tour to get all this going within a seven-week process where ultimately Jay Monahan took the fall uh, for having to double back, and rightfully so, after lying to, to everyone about how they actually felt and, and the reasons behind why they felt that way. That's more important here. Why they hated the Live Tour. It wasn't because of some morality clause or uh, an issue that they had for the integrity of the game. No, no, no. It was the fact that this day was coming and they saw it and there was nothing they could do about it, but they wanted all of the sentiment, sentiment and the loyalty on their side. They've got a, a PGA Tour board member in uh, Randall Stevenson who's saying, no, nah, I can't be a part of this anymore. There are four members on the board right now. Hutton, on Friday, we discussed uh, Clay Travis versus Mark Cuban, the Twitter feud mm -hmm. from last week. And I talked about how money, the, the need for money or the desire for more money makes hypocrites out of all of us at one time or another. And I talked about it in reference to Mark Cuban, that Mark Cuban, who stands on the table of, of human rights and social justice and what's right, refuses to say anything about China. And we all know why. Because the NBA and Mark Cuban, they probably don't need America to be financially successful with their basketball ownership because of the money they make in China. So he's never going to say it because they don't want to be taken off television in China. They, they don't want to have the marketing deals right. erased in China. We all know why, but that amount of money makes us all hypocrites. And Mark Cuban is a hypocrite when it comes to that. Kudos to Randall Stevenson who finally applied the logic of what's the point of having FU money if you don't occasionally say FU? This guy said, you know what? I don't need this board membership anymore. I disagree with it. I said bad things about it before. I don't agree with partnering with this money. And I'm the former AT&T chairman, and I've got a ton of money. I don't need it. I'm out. We haven't had one professional golfer that talked bad about Saudi Arabia to say that. Has Roy McIlroy retired? No. But if anything, he was just parroting well, what look, Monahan I, was saying. I don't blame him for not doing it, but my point is we haven't seen anyone. Now, he doesn't need it. That's the difference. Well, Randall Stevenson. Just, let's just – But they, they someone have has not, come back and actually talked bad about them and said, you know, I don't agree with this right. from a moral standpoint, even, even so if I'm resigning. It, just on the negotiation alone. 
And, and he was not mentioned. There were only three people, according to Monaghan, who were involved in any of the negotiation with uh, the Saudi-backed Live Tour. And it wasn't Randall Stevenson. It was uh, Jimmy Dunn and I believe Ed Hurley, who's the policy board chairman, who has uh, a background and a, a very lucrative one in negotiating mergers for companies uh, across uh, the, the business landscape. He's perfect for this. Jimmy Dunn is, uh, has been a part of this for a long time. And he was the, he's the vice chair of the PGA Tour board. He's the one that linked up and started these talks. And then Monaghan himself. Those were the only three, according to Monaghan, that were involved with this and kept it quiet. Um, they haven't officially merged yet. It has not been approved, this, this agreement. Uh, they're on Capitol Hill, I believe, tomorrow. Jimmy Dunn is on, as well as the COO, and I can't remember his name, Chad, but he's the guy that, one of the two, that stepped in for Monaghan over the last month. He's also there. They've agreed to, to sit before Congress and answer questions about this. Point being, it's going to happen. And well, good it, for it, Randall Stevenson. It's possible that there are more than just Stevenson. And, I mean, uh, but also think of it from this angle. Uh, what, the, the other two, Flaherty and uh, Mary Meeker, if you're, those, they weren't kept in the loop on this. And right now they're listed as board members for the PGA well, Tour. And if they decide to step away, I'll applaud them too and say, good for you. Yeah. If that's the, what you believe, stick with it. I, I said this on Friday, but Bernie Sanders, I disagree with politically on almost everything. I respect Bernie Sanders because I believe he believes everything he's saying. He's 100% genuine with who he is and what he believes politically. So I can't hate someone like that. Yeah. I'll say the same about Randall Stevenson. All of these board members, Jimmy Dunn, the, the chief, chief amongst them. Mm -hmm. Now Jimmy Dunn's wanting to be you know, Mr. Tough Guy now and saying, I'll kill him myself if I find out any one of these yeah. guys were involved in it. Whatever, dude. Him, Monaghan, and then to a lesser extent, every PGA golfer that just repeated the talking points that Jay Monahan fed them, they all look like loser hypocrites now. The moment this happened. Now, if they wanted to... to hold that honor in like a samurai warrior back in the day, then you fall on the sword and retire. They're not going to do that. And I don't blame them for not doing that, but that's the only way to save your honor in this whole thing. If not, you just grin and bear it and say, yeah, I got had, I got fed a bunch of BS by a bunch of rich guys. And those rich guys wanted to get richer. So they decided to team up with the richer guys. And now I'm one of those guys who's also rich, and I'm making the blood money from Saudi Arabia like a lot of other companies and a lot of other sporting entities. So, gotcha. They got me. Sorry. Not sorry. That's well, the message here. Uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of people and companies that will take the, the blood money, quote-unquote, from Saudi. Absolutely. Um, what got me with Most this, of them, though, aren't bad-mouthing Saudi the whole time. They're just taking well, it. <laughs> well, not just bad-mouthing Saudi. Most of them are not pointing to the group that did and saying, you are anti-American. We fly our flag here. We're going to stand on patriotism and loyalty. And that's exactly what the message was for the first 12 months of this. And then all of a sudden, it was, hey, this is about unity and, and bringing the sport together. This is for the betterment of golf. It's absolutely not. Uh, this was for the betterment of stabilizing what was going down the drain faster than what you expected. And you're not having to answer for the fact that you were uh, flying the flag. And uh, now you've you know, put it away. That's exactly what they've done here. Yep. And meanwhile, some of the best guys 
uh, Chad, you and I know a handful of them on tour. They're just reacting and regurgitating in this, you know, the, the car wash of whatever press they were doing or interviews that they granted. They're saying the same things that were coming out of the PGA Tour board and from the commissioner. And now they look in the mirror and think, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. And that's why I wasn't expecting Monaghan to come back after this health concern. Health concern that took a month. I, I thought the health concern was a convenient way to move on. Yeah. But apparently I, not. I, I felt a lot like Urban Meyer, and Monaghan's back quickly, just like Urban Meyer in all of this. More coming, including NBA free agent contracts. And they're making how much? Glad you're with us. Hot Mike with Hunt and Withrow rolls on. Outkick Network includes our YouTube channel and this great radio partner. If you're listening uh, throughout your workday, our goal is to get to 6 p.m. Eastern as fast as possible each and every weekday, Chad. We're it's, doing that. Let's, let's face it. It's also your goal. For, right. If you're out there and you're, you're a working and you're, uh, you're, you're in the grind every single week. You're trying to get home as quick as possible. You're trying for the workday to be over. That's what we're trying to help you along get to that point every day. Charlie Arnott will join us uh, from OutKick coming up in about an hour from now. Uh, Chad, the uh, headlines are, are aplenty right now. With uh, We've got agents in the NFL trying to debate whether or not they should be able to gamble. Um, we've certainly discussed uh, the, the details of Bob Huggins and lawsuit uh, threatening, threatening a lawsuit with West Virginia. We'll dive back in uh, a bit later on uh, Pat Fitzgerald and Northwestern and the behind-the-scenes uh, hazing allegations with sexual undertones involved there. By the way, it was good to hear from Bobby Carpenter that that is not common practice I mean, of some of the stuff going on. Yeah, I, it's just... And it's hard not to hear that. We'll, I want to get your take on this later. It's hard not to hear the list of these you know, hazing, I wouldn't even call them games, just uh, strange ritual, I guess, by this group of upperclassmen. Uh, again, all alleged. And not think about Penn State and the Big Ten and how all of that was kind of uh, overlooked at best, which is still wrong. And then some knew and some didn't, and who wouldn't speak up. I'm hard-pressed to believe that, and, and I think Bobby makes a great point, that 100 people behind the scenes, not one would step up until now, based on this allegedly happening back in 2021-22. Again, further details on that coming up. And, and, and Bobby made this point also. Like most things like this, most of the program and the team didn't really have a problem with anything that was going on. Right. We've got a few people speaking out, saying they were very uncomfortable with it and didn't like it. doesn't make it right. You know, that just a few people didn't like it, but that really is the reality of it. The Northwestern players have responded with a statement, backing Coach Fitzgerald, backing the culture of the Northwestern football program, all of those things, which I figured would happen, given the popularity of Pat Fitzgerald with that program. Yep. And, and I mean, this is an investigation that was taking place since January. Here we are in July, and this, this comes back around where even the school president is admitting – uh, maybe we were too light on a, a two-week suspension without pay. Let's let's dig deeper on this. There's more to come on the story for sure. Greg Popovich is once again the highest-paid coach in the NBA. 
the Spurs announced this uh, back uh, over the weekend and, and said, hey, uh, it's a five-year contract. We don't divulge uh, the money involved here. Uh, the money, according to uh, Woj, with the Woj bomb at ESPN, is $80 million over five years. He is the head coach and the team president of uh, basketball operations for the San Antonio Spurs. And it sounds as though if he chooses to retire from coaching between now and the next you know, four seasons, he'll just slide into the president role and continue on this current contract. It's a cush gig, and he also ends up, based on the luck of the lottery, getting the top player in the NBA draft and the chance to form him in the mold that he's done with some other Hall of Famers. He's a really um, fascinating guy in that he's a bit of a walking paradox, right? Yes. He, he went to the, the Air Force Academy. He served our country there, yet he's one of the NBA figures who consistently badmouths most everything about the United States. Well, he's quick to voice his problems with things that go on in the country, which does not make you a, a non-patriot. Um, that's what our patriot forefathers fought for, was American. the ability to talk badly about things you don't like that you see in the country and to speak out against it. So that part of it, you know, that that's that's what we get as Americans and the freedoms that we have. It's just an interesting dichotomy of a guy with some of the things he says now versus him serving our country, which we thank him for that. And then his role with the Spurs, where he's built this very selfless culture that has worked out really well. It's a great way to put Multiple it. championships. And now he's going to kind of grandfather himself into this Pat Riley role, similar with the Heat, where he went from successful coach to now the person over the entire organization that wins and has a culture in place. You're going to see that more with the Spurs. I think it's a good move for the Spurs. Money aside, that's a lot of money for anyone. I'm not going to get into the nuts and bolts of how much they're paying him, but to keep him running, steering the ship for that yeah. organization, I think is a smart move for the Spurs organization. Well, I mean, regardless of its coach or just president no doubt. of the team. I mean, he's all time winningest coach in NBA history. Yeah. You know, five NBA titles. There's no way, unless he wants to walk away, that the Spurs are letting him do so based on their decision to not re up him and keep him the highest-paid coach. Uh, Monty Williams is number two in line that right now for that honor, recently hired for the, the Pistons job after being fired uh, by Ishbia and Phoenix. After that, Chad, it's uh, Steve Kerr and Spolstra. But there are only a handful of coaches that I think the general public knows by name that would recognize on a sidewalk. And uh, aside from any of that, let's just phrase it this way, that keep their job because regardless of superstar power, they're going to remain the head coach of whatever franchise. It's hard to do in today's NBA world. And Popovich is at the front of the line for that. And beyond that, what, three, four coaches maybe that we can point to? Not even, not even Doc Rivers can keep a job that long. Yeah. And let's keep this in mind also with Popovich. You mentioned five-time NBA champion. <laughs> He also won a gold medal as a coach. Yeah. Uh, I don't think coaches actually win gold medals uh, technically, but he coached the gold medal winning U.S. Olympic basketball team in 2020 Tokyo Olympics. So served his country in that way as well. And now he's getting paid handsomely. 74 years old, Greg Popovich. Yeah.
Chad, uh, speaking of getting paid well, NBA free agents, regardless if you know them or not, are making bank. There's a ton of money uh, that, that's handed out this time of year, every year, for players that I have no idea <laughs> if they're a sixth man, if they're the 11th player off the bench, no clue. And you still see these breaking news emails and reports saying so-and-so has signed a contract extension and it gives the terms that have been reported. And I'm just thinking, man, this is for who? You know, the, the top players don't make it to free agency. Uh, the the bench warmers do. And they make bank just, just like you would think a, a starting offensive lineman in the NFL would make. Uh, I sent this to, to Davey over the weekend and I just said, there's... There's some fun in this because chances are Chad and I are not going to know if this guy plays in the NBA or doesn't uh, because it's so vague that we actually would see these guys make an impact in the postseason when we're actually tuning in. Uh, Davey, you have a, a, a list of players who have recently signed? I, I do. Um, I, I can go through that, but I, I know we're going to get into the game. And so just to set this game up, okay. in the NBA or a rock star? It's simple. You're either going to guess, is this person a coach or a player in the NBA? Coach two. So we can, okay. Co- coach two, yeah. Uh, for the most part, <laughs> these players, they're, they're at a new destination this year because it's kind of been in the headlines as of late. But I did want to just kind of go through the biggest contracts that we've had so far in the NBA season, or 2023 offseason. Uh, number one, your guys' Kings, DeMontes Sabonis. He renegotiated and signed his extension. That's five years, $217 million. And then you kind of had a lot of the guys that are coming off their designated rookie extension. So Anthony Edwards, LaMelo Ball, both those guys, five years, $207 million. Um, Tyrese Halliburton also in there. Another, uh, he's with the Pacers. But it's just crazy to kind of hear these names, see where it's at. So I guess we'll just get started. I'm going to throw the first name out there. You tell me. We can keep score. You can play at home if you want. Uh, We'll keep score here. But the first name on our list, Will Hardy. Will Hardy sounds like one of the Hardy brothers from WWE from back in the day. Was it Jeff Jeff Hardy? Is that uh, Jeff? Oh, Jeff and Matt. But Jeff also, I was going to say Tom Hardy's younger brother. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, could be, it could be any of the Hardys on the Hardy Boys. Yeah, from the book series. Also, I'm going Rockstar. Uh, I don't know. Do you know of a Hardy? And in- no, I'm going to I'm going to say Rockstar. Okay, well, you're both wrong. Will Hardy was just announced as the Utah Jazz head coach. Signed a five year oh. deal after they got rid of uh, Quinn Snyder. My point so, on Greg Popovich. Yeah. I mean, look at him. Uh, he looks like uh, he's only 35. And he's the, okay. He's the new head coach. I was going to say he looks like a player, not a coach. Yeah, he. Here's the hard time that I'm going to have with with a lot of this. Back in the day, going to sound like an old man again. Go on. So many of these guys would have college careers that you would remember. Yeah. So at least I would remember. Oh, that guy played at Kansas because he was there two or three years. Now guys who don't even really play in college that are with a school for a year that sit the bench or they're a six man off the bench, they're going to the NBA. Eventually signing massive contracts, never even heard of them. Yeah. So that's at, where we're at a disadvantage. Yeah, played at Williams College. Williams College is a very uh, prestigious liberal arts school in Massachusetts, I believe. You are correct there. Thank you. In Williams Well, at least I got one right, Hunter. Yeah. I got one of these right. It <laughs> looks like a Williams College graduate. Yes. Next guy on the list, Brian Johnson. I'm going to say player. I think this is intentionally trying to uh, reroute be, us because no, no, no. there could be multiple guys named Brian Johnson. Yeah, I'm going to say Rockstar again. ACDC. Yeah, 
Lead singer. Australia, right? ACDC, I believe. He is actually You're telling from, me there's not one Brian Johnson in the there, NBA right not now a, coaching? I, I did not or, find, I did not find a Brian one. Johnson in the NBA. Hutton's going Luther to the Twitter machine. Was one in the B-R-I past. or B-R-Y? Uh, this is B-R-I-A-N. He's actually from England. Okay. For ACDC. All right, good pull. Yep, yep. Next guy on the list, Joe Harris. Joe Harris uh, played at Virginia. He's an NBA. He's a player. Yep. Wanted to make it a what little bit make? easier for you. That's the thing. He actually didn't sign. He got traded, and that's what brought me to his deal. But he was playing with the Nets on a four-year, $75 million contract. <laughs> which is which is ridiculous. But at least this guy falls in the category I'm talking about. I remember his college yep. career. I remember yep. him playing in the NCAA tournament uh, for uh, one of those Tony Bennett teams. So, yeah, I, I remember Joe Harris. Next guy, Jock Landell. Jock, as in like Jacques Cousteau or J O C K? J O C K. I don't know if this will help you, but I can, I'll at least give you the country of origin. Oh, that, that will help. Australia. But will it? Mm. I'm going to say uh, Rockstar. I'm going to say NBA. He's in the NBA. He just signed a four year, $32 million contract with the Houston Rockets. I, I, what's his career scoring average? 2.8 per game? Where did he play before, also? Uh, another question I have for this guy. Uh, he actually played at St. Mary's. Okay. Yeah, was four years there. That's was undrafted. Program. That's a program we've all heard of. That's uh, good. He's 6'11". That's why he was signed. Okay. I don't know, I don't know if you need to know. Hey, there are plenty of 6'11 guys that play college basketball that don't play in the NBA. But good no, for No, good no, for I'm John. saying that I don't need to know his scoring average because I don't think he plays. I'm just saying he's okay. 6'11 to go in and, you know, yeah. like Hackershack back in the day. He's going he's gonna to pick up some fouls. He's a foul I leader. think so. All right, next guy on the list. It's a lot of money for a guy to go and get some fouls every game. He he did average 12 minutes, though, for the Phoenix Suns. Wow. The Rockets, I mean, they just give you free money. I I might Mm -hmm. be able to get a contract from them. Uh, Next up, Chris Cornell. Oh, Uh, Chris Cornell is Soundgarden. Yeah. There you go. My favorite. Uh, Wanted to kind of throw a few easy ones in there for you guys. You're going to have to go out of the 90s era to stump me and Hutton on that one. Anything before that, probably anything uh, past 2010 also. We may struggle with, but right. that's our that's our wheelhouse right there. All Dave. right, okay. Next guy on our list is Herb Jones. Sounds like a coach. Herb Jones played at Alabama. Another guy I remember from college. Herb. He's, he he's in the NBA. I, I even NBA. forgot he was there, but yeah, he is in the NBA. Uh, he's a lefty. What, so I think of Herb Jones, and I think automatically of uh, our conversation of Skip Bayless wearing the chain at 71. Like <laughs> He sounds like a 71-year-old. You think Herb Jones would be rocking that chain yeah. in his into his seventies? Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. Herb, it sounds like he's seventy. Herb right signed now. a four year, fifty three point eight million dollar contract this offseason. So Herb was a good player at Alabama. I, re- I remember him there. What what uh I've not followed his briefly. NBA career closely. Jack White. That that's the uh that's the trick question in this. Jack White, I saw this come through. Uh he's an unrestricted free agent and what his salary may look like. Uh, and it ends up he's making uh, $4 million for a season with the Thunder. Jack White. Yep. Also a rock star, though. Also, I actually, that, that was uh, number 10 on the list. I was going to see if you could. This is I the could... email that popped through. Is that breaking news alert that Jack White was signing with the oh, Oklahoma City Thunder? Okay. That's a Duke legend, Jack White, by the way. So He and wasn't then, even that good at Duke. No, he was not. I, I don't understand how. Uh, whatever. This good is, for those guys. This is his first real stint to, to play in the league. And then, of course, Jack White from the White Stripes. Yeah. So. Uh, Nashvilleian now, Jack White. Yeah. Big Nashville. What is it? Third Man Records is his record label That's and it, record yeah. company right and down store. The street from and us here. 
that they have like a full experience, like a theme park you can go to for that record shop. So uh, when we come back, weird headlines, weird news with Davey Hudson. We will also give our pick where we will place our hard-earned cash on the winner of the Home Run Derby tonight. We've got uh, details on that. It was great last year. Hopefully they follow it up. More coming. Hot Mike with Hutton Withrow across the Outkick Network. Chad, do you remember the story? Uh, I don't know. It was a couple months ago now. He's been on the run allegedly for four months as a fugitive on America's Most Wanted. The Chief Saholic fan. To, yeah. For like bank robbery. Or what. He was out on bond and then didn't show up. And he was, you know. Who knows where they found him? I, I haven't seen that report he yet. Was like he was like bragging has about something they, online they, they, that linked him to the crimes, I feel like. They found him. It was part of it. Uh, so they, they've arrested him. Our friend well, uh, I can Amy sleep. Dash sends that I along. Can, I can finally sleep sound at night now, knowing that he's been put to justice. Xavier Babudar is his name. Charged with one count of bank theft and one count of transporting stolen property. I think it should round up and arrest every fan that dresses like this, uh, just just for general cause. cause they found him concern. in Lincoln, California, this past Friday. It, there's almost a, there, I think there's some form of Lincoln everywhere in America. There's like a I county mean, or a township or a city, town, something everywhere. He, he there are unresolved bank robberies uh, in Nebraska, Iowa, Tennessee, and Oklahoma, along with two other attempts at bank robberies in Minnesota. So. He was on the run and on the run no longer. Not at Arrowhead this, this upcoming fall. We know that. Uh, Chad, at the home run derby is tonight for Major League Baseball. I, I was impressed with the, the rules changes and how they've they, – it was entertaining a year ago. Yeah. Now it's in Seattle, and I can only hope that your, they're your able to – Your childhood favorite team. Yeah. I can only hope that they're able to recreate what they did a year ago with the buzz and the uh, the – promotion of new stars across the league they have that opportunity yet again tonight and uh you know the current stars are participating in this too mookie betts a uh, friend of the show uh is is participating in the derby I, I i'm rooting for him i don't know if i'm backing him uh based on the the show bet that we're about to make well the two biggest stars mookie betts pete alonzo but you also have the hometown kid in seattle julio rodriguez yep some great young stars. Um, Adley Rutschman, your Baltimore Orioles, participating in it also. I'm a fan of the Home Run Derby. It, it felt like it was lagging a bit. It was entertaining a year ago. Uh, I've got a, We'll talk more about it tomorrow for the actual game, but I've got a Fox News minute coming tomorrow, dropping tomorrow, about the Major League Baseball All-Star game. It's the only one even worth watching. To yeah. me, at this point in time, because it's the only one that resembles the actual sport being played. A great point. Yeah, the other ones are just not the the same product. This is exactly the same. It's just the best players in the world scattered together on a team they play with for one night, not used to each other. But it's not like a guy throwing ninety eight is suddenly throwing seventy eight yeah. when he gets out there. It's it's the same game. They don't, they don't That's what I like about it. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Or tennis ball or, or same ball. sport. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, there are always weird stories and weird headlines uh, across the news and sports landscape uh, with more. Here's Davey Hudson with weird news. <laughs> it tickles. Fight the man. It's worth it. <laughs> if you stop, I swear I will kill you. 
There was our guy, Will Forte. And uh, th- for those who weren't able to see, we, love we, his had, catalog. we had Adam Sandler um, giving a certain gesture to the person attending him at a spot. I can only imagine that's what the next person feels like <laughs> for our current story. Uh, first, I'll, I'll ask this question to you guys. Have you ever had a facial at a spa? Yes. Okay. Yes. We did it as part of a, we did a, a moment's piece salon and day spa as part of a radio deal where we did, we yep. did them on air. We got a, and we got a pedicure on air. But I think manicure, I, pedicure, I think facial, I went. I think I went with a full and salon and boutique specials. Did, I went with a full facial after. Did you get a vampire facial, or have you even heard of a vampire facial, Davey, I saw the term vampire facial um, in today's rundown, and uh, I I have done some research. Wow! And it was not where my mind immediately went when I saw it. That's all. That's all I'll say. Can you explain the vampire facial to everyone? Yes, please? and then and then I will uh, explain as to why this is in the news currently. But a vampire facial. Uh, it is also known as a plasma-rich protein facial, and this involves injecting plasma into the skin on your face, and they will use a tool, what's called a micro-needling pin. And what it is, though, is they, the plasma typically would come from your own blood, but then if it's somebody else's, you could perhaps get an infection or take on a disease that you would not want to do so. The reason I bring this up is because the VIP spa in Albuquerque, which is no longer in operation, just so happened, and again, if you see the picture of this place, it does not look like a very important person spa, but uh, officials are telling anyone that might have received any treatment at this facility to come forward and get yourself tested because we do have a situation where one patient tested positive for HIV after receiving a vampire facial at this establishment. I cannot imagine if you have the means or the desire to, that you want to look so much younger and better that you were going to go through with a vampire facial, that you would take a look at this facility. Let's show it one more time. Yeah. Or because the patient This is the better. one that you would choose to say, yeah, this is where I'm going to get my vampire facial. Right. Blows wow. my mind. I feel like if you had the means and desire to put your own blood back into your face to look a little bit younger, you are going to somewhere where you could eat Tuna salad off the floor of the place. It's going to look so sparkly and clean. Or present. You, you could walk around barefoot all day and not get a hint of grocery feet <laughs> in one of these spas you're going to for a damn vampire facial. And instead, someone chose to get the vampire facial at that place. Yeah. I, uh, I'm assuming Crazy. so. They had to narrow down this person's, I guess, stops along the way because this was over this place closed in 2018. So it's taken several years for them to figure this out. But I guess when they finally boiled it down and they were like, are you sure this is the only place it could have happened? I imagine that patient said, I'm not just sure I'm HIV positive. Well, so (laughs) it's a Cartman joke right there. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So it was in Albuquerque. Is that right? (laughs) Correct. This could have been one of the cover businesses for Walt and Jesse also in their Um, meth empire. Possibly. Maybe they had the car washes. Is it the blood that was injected or the needle was reused? Uh, That's also a possibility. They, they do not know based off this one, but I mean, there were, I believe the spa owner is facing or pleaded guilty to five felony account, five felony counts of practicing without uh, a medical license. And so there, there's a lot the of front door. Yeah. There's a lot of other things going on there. My last one, uh, I'm, I'm sure people are typically bummed when they first get the HIV diagnosis, but the good <laughs> news is they're able to use the special lane on the interstate now. Wow. The what yeah. lane? The special lane, you know? The HOV lane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Play on. Yeah. Well okay. done. All right. I tried. Uh, the, uh, uh, another South Park uh, reference there is Magic Johnson has the has the cure for AIDS, for HIV, and it's just 
liquidating cash and injecting that. Have other people other than Magic Johnson massive amounts uh, of cash. been HIV positive? I'm, I'm sure there's a lot. There has to be by now. And never developed I don't know. How's, how's it going for now, he's, he's completely net. Yeah. They're like, I don't know. You don't Ma- hear Magic about Johnson's anymore. negative now, right? Like, I feel like. I don't, I don't know. I just don't hear about it. Can you be negative it, you know? or are you just not traceable? I don't know. Good question. We'll do our research and come back tomorrow. That's for tomorrow's Let's Get Weird. Okay. Uh, next story, a lot less intense. But we have a popular Twitch streamer. Her name is Caitlin Saragusa. But she revealed that she makes, she's made up to $15,000 just streaming herself sleep. Um, what is she wearing when she's sleeping? What's she, she doing before uh, she goes to sleep? I, and the camera remains on after yeah. she's asleep. I mean, let's she, be honest here. She's well, doing something while she's awake, and then she falls asleep and the, leaves the stream on. We, we do have a picture of her, like, actually sleeping. If you see that, she's actually fully clothed there, like wearing pajamas. Right. So uh, she would say, now, she streams on Twitch and OnlyFans, but apparently for these uh, sleepovers, Nothing nefarious <laughs> is, is taking place. She says, if you just count on Twitch, I probably would just make a couple thousand dollars. But if you count the conversions, potentially to OnlyFans, while I'm sleeping because they're clicking on the links, then I'm likely making between 10 to 15K. Do you think that early humans had kinks like this or that we have just developed these over time because of the erosion well, of society? But what, what, writ large. what she's saying, though, is she's getting paid based on clickbait. Right. This is no different to than a extent. BS clickbait headline where you click on it because you're interested in the headline. This would be like if you go to the site, you click on her video because you see her laying there, I guess. And then once you click, she's going to get paid for the click. Am I hearing her outright on that? Over the eight-hour period, I'm assuming she gets the it, full eight. That's to why it would get up to the 15K mark, but she's still making several thousands of dollars just yeah. before we even get to that I mean, point. do you think that someone... Yes, in, they had kinks. Yes. That someone like in biblical times would like give all their shekels to watch the maiden in the village sleep fully clothed? Uh, or no, is I, this something that the internet and just over time has developed? Not, no, not, I know there were kinks back in the day, they're too. They're not but giving to money level, away, but there are kinks. I'm saying they, they just went and took whatever they wanted. I think a lot of they it declared has, been, has been created over time. Like this, We've conditioned people... To be crazier and crazier throughout time. You're right. There's definitely been kinks and Ask crazy the people at the beginning. Did Henry the H just bring women in to fall asleep in front of him? Well, no, but I mean, I'm sure he. I mean, uh, <laughs> there are other things easy, that would be easy. Would easy. be a lot worse than. Uh, oh, for sure. I'm, I'm getting my Henry's yeah, right. But I'm, but he I'm was, just saying there's, there's, there's something for everyone. Like there's Davey, something about everything now. Davey, uh, later tonight, whenever you're watching her sleep. Uh, report back on what okay. she did prior to her falling asleep. I don't know if she has a stream set up for tonight, but I'll check. Uh, <laughs> I, I think Henry VIII was the one that had nine wives, but n- none of them could ever produce a son, which we now realize the man's in control of that. So he was basically taking his his own wives out, even though it was his fault. Should have killed himself. R.I.P. Uh, then the next uh, speaking of which, okay, so we have a nurse in Britain. Uh, she was actually in Wrexham Wells who was – Fired. Now, the reason she was fired, and this this is a pretty interesting headline, nurse fired after patient dies having sex with her. So, a lot going on in this, but Penelope Williams, she is 42 years old, but she apparently was having an affair with a patient 
who had chronic kidney disease. This is a heavily filtered photo, by the way, for a 42-year-old. Oh, yeah. She looks 18 in these pictures because the Instagram filter she's put on. The crazy in the camera. eye is the number one thing I take away, but it, it makes sense as the story goes on. She ended up meeting this patient uh, at a facility, and they were going to do it in the back of her car. Now, what happened as they... While, while he's on dialysis? Yes. He left the facility. He comes he out keeps. to the car. Yeah. So he got the dialysis, left, gets in the car. She left on break or something to get with him. Or they, they just said they would eventually meet up. This went on for over a year, but it finally uh, came to where uh, his pants are around his ankles and he suffers a heart attack in the back of his car while she's there and he dies. Um, now, you could say he literally went out with a bang, but the big that's thing... Your, that's your best one yet. Okay. Do. The, the big thing here is that She's now lost her license to practice medicine, but she called her colleague instead of an ambulance when it first happened because she didn't know what to do because she was obviously in trouble, thinking, I'm going to lose my job. Her colleague, of course, was like, you need to call the ambulance now. She waited around a little bit. Then her colleague, yeah, her colleague was the one that ultimately called the ambulance. Uh, she began to lie as to why this was occur or why the patient was there. You know, we were just having a conversation and he started to have an issue and just like making up all this BS. And I mean, anyway, he, he ultimately died, but she ends up losing her job because of it. It's just one of those things to where um, think before you act, people. Well, is there any defense for her to keep her job? <laughs> After yeah. that, the other thing that's weird about after the Instagram like, filter she look, uses, no, yeah, uh, she's you know what she's doing now? She's making money having men watch her sleep, yeah. more than likely. That's what she's moved on to at this point uh, with the, a filter on her face the entire night. Yeah, yeah the, the council. This is weird for Britain. I thought it was interesting that revoked her license to practice medicine. Uh, the nursing and midwifery council. That's what it's what it's called over there. So when I hear Wrexham, I think ryan reynolds and rob McElhaney. Yep, we are wrexham but mm-hmm. when i saw the headline in wrexham that's the immediately what i thought of yeah and i, I and guys finally i wanted to end on some good news uh disgraced sports doctor larry nasser was recently stabbed in prison uh he was stabbed, <laughs> oh, stabbed in the neck and chest back suffered a collapsed lung I, I am hearing that he is in stable condition but uh definitely a, a long road to recovery for him you know that he was getting sentenced to prison he was definitely thinking yep I'm going to get shanked while I'm in prison. Definitely took, about to get stabbed. Took longer than what I expected. Yeah. Is he in solitary confinement at the penitentiary? This uh, is in Florida. Yeah, I, I don't actually have that answer in front of me. I'll look it's it up. It's probably a rare occurrence where they actually have two, uh, you know, two inmates on the same, uh, is it same the hall area, or whatever? Same block? Yeah, that are actually out at the same time. Yeah. This guy knew that Nasser would be too. I mean, I don't know what happens to this guy, but... Shoot your shot. I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's the lesson here. When you get a chance, you take it. <laughs> and that guy in that block, he said, you know what? There's Nasser. I'm going for it. Yep. Coming up, headlines including Pat Fitzgerald's future at Northwestern. 